Monogamish podcast contains content intended for mature audiences. The views expressed here are for entertainment purposes only. Please enjoy the show. Dishes, we're back. It's we're back. season four. Hey, how's it going? We missed you. I'm Justina. I'm Kenji. And I'm Drew. And, and we're, we're monogamish. monogamish. And today we yep. have some returning guests. Yes, we do. And I was surprised because we were talking about this right before the show. Mm-hmm. That was three years ago. Three. Mm-hmm. Wow. Three whole years. Yes. So much has changed during that I time. I know. It has. God. So, so much has happened. I know. So much. <laughs> it feels like just last year, but we were talking before the show to you guys. You're like, oh, you're going to have to tell us what's going on because you forgot it as well. <laughs> we did. Yeah. We uh-huh. haven't. Yeah. Think about it for three years. So, yeah. Yeah. <laughs> so that was episode 54. If anybody wants to go back and listen. Was wow. it 54? Yeah. No way. Get on with it. Yes. Get on with it. Hey. We'll look it up and link Sante. it down in the show notes. And Vera, <laughs> welcome back, you guys. Thank you. Awesome to be here. Cheers. 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 All right. <laughs> so, as many of you guys may remember, Sante was the owner of Minaj, which is now rebranded. And yeah. a big part of the reason that we invited you guys on the show today. Yeah, so we're now Share. Um, we sent a notice out a couple weeks ago about this, and the response has been overwhelmingly positive we've been looking at a rebrand for a while anyway hell yeah mm-hmm. this brand we're very excited about we really feel it fits both what menage was about and kind of what we've been looking at going forward and we had an event uh, a couple months ago in june which was the kickoff of the share brand kind of a soft launch if you will at tracks which is the huge lgbtq complex here in denver that i know y'all are familiar with y'all yeah. were at the event too yeah right? hell yeah. yes, yes absolutely awesome we had a blast that night mm-hmm. Yeah. So tell us, how come you rebranded? Really, we were just looking. The name Menage for us was not synonymous with the entire ethical non-monogamy community. Okay. And as much as we were trying to make it accessible, the name kind of had a connotation with swingers, which is nothing wrong with that, right? Mm-hmm. No. That's kind of how we started out. That had been our bread and butter for a long time. Well, I've been a part of the swinger community, so is Vera. But as we evolved, we found where we really wanted to make the difference was in normalizing the conversation, making this accessible mm. to everybody not just people in the swinger community. And there's also so much infighting between the communities sometimes where the people in this group don't like the people in this group and these poly people don't like the way these poly people do it and these swingers, you know, aren't as much about something as these are. And that's great. Everybody should have their own tastes and preferences, right? But there's no reason that we can't all learn from each other because fundamentally we're all kind of about the same thing, which is normalizing the non-monogamy conversation. Right, body positivity, Um, all this, you know? And what's crazy is on that first episode, if anybody goes back to listen, you talked about bridging that gap yeah. between the lifestyle or the swinger community and the kink community and the LGBTQ community. Yeah. Because um, there's a lot of just kinky people out there. There are. Mm-hmm. <laughs> yeah. There's a lot of freaky people. There are a lot of people right. who not, aren't necessarily looking for sex. I mean, we all have human needs, but there's people who may just want to explore non-monogamy. They feel not monogamy isn't for them, but because of the programming of society, they're stuck somewhere here in their head and they feel like I don't have a choice. Right. My choice is just to accept this societal standard and move forward. And we want everybody to know that they do have a choice. If monogamy is your thing, awesome. Monogamy can be great. We were monogamous for the last three years and we loved it. Mm-hmm. Um, but if Right now, monogamy isn't your bag, baby. Then you've got a choice. Yes. And we want to help support you in, in figuring out whatever you need to get out of your head, get on the court. A lot of times it's just resources and community more than mm-hmm. a place to hook up. And mm-hmm. that's really what the share brand 
is about, we were kind of already doing that with Minaj, but we were missing the mark in finding people outside of traditional swinger communities because that had yeah. been our, our bread and butter for so long. And we feel the name Cher more appropriately represents everybody, right? Mm-hmm. That's kind of what we do as in non-monogamy communities is we, we learn to share. It's right? always Absolutely. fun to share. Yeah. <laughs> and, and, and what a perfect place to throw it to at Tracks. Yeah, you know, know. like Trax is so open and accommodating to everybody. Yeah. You know, it's not they don't want to kick anybody out or push them to the side. Yeah, I love it. Trax has the existing kink night yeah. events. They do. They've been very friendly with sex positive communities. Mm-hmm. Um, some of the folks who are already working on the kink event are working on the share event as well. Oh, obviously, there's always been a lot of crossover between these communities. But our vision with share is to make it distinct from kink. And the kink is very focused on the kink and fetish community. Mm-hmm. And that's a huge community. Mm-hmm. And there is a lot of ethical non-monogamy or ENM community members and communities as well. And this night is specifically for that group of people. Um, so if you're kinky, you're still welcome, of course. And there's going to be kinky stuff going on there. But it's going to be a lot more focused on education, icebreakers, connections, um, and fun times for ethical non-monogamy communities. And it was so like that, too, you know? You had, yeah. you had the whole panel and everything else going on up there. It yeah. was like, yeah. it was really it was great, cool. Wasn't it? Yeah, it was. Yeah, the jealousy panel. It was, yeah, yes. they, they did a really good job with that. It was really interesting to hear everybody's different take on it because it's similar to what we do here on the show with bringing people stories about alternative relationships of all kinds. I I mean, if you go back and listen to any of our episodes, each individual relationship is so different. Yeah. And so it's nice to see that in in a public forum um, where everybody was able to ask questions and kind of get some answers without having to be put on the spot. Yep. You know, they were able to write them down on little cards and Mm -hmm. then turn them in and somebody would ask that question on behalf of, you know, an audience member. Yeah. And so it was really awesome. And then they had karaoke there. Oh, I know. Yeah. You sung your ass off. You're so good. Oh, you know, <laughs> so my, good. My guilty pleasure. <laughs> I can I love it. Uh, <laughs> in one room, but then on the main room, that's where we spent most of our time. There was dancing. There, They had great DJs, great music. I mean, we had a lot of fun. It was a great MC. Yeah. Um, there were go-go dancers up on stage. It was it was a great vibe. Yeah. Great. Mm-hmm. I'm really glad y'all had fun. Oh, yeah. yeah. So we're doing it again at the end of September. Um, Hell yeah. You know, that's the flyer. <laughs> Obviously, we got it here. And for all you ishes, you can hit a link down below and grab tickets um, September 29th. Mm-hmm. Uh, again, that's at Tracks. Yep. The Tracks. We're going to do sexy speed dating this time as well. Oh. We're adding. Uh, well, it'll be sexy if you want it to be. It'll be ENM speed dating. We have another panel. We're bringing the karaoke back. Oh, nice. We're doing icebreakers again at NCSF, the National Coalition for Sexual Freedom is uh, going to be a sponsor and a beneficiary of the event. Wow. So they have a whole consent icebreaker that they do that helps people make connections, learn to ask for what they want safely, and get used to hearing all the different responses they might get just from sharing something they, they've been scared to share. Oh, or just wow. training people to, to ask for what they want and not feel weird about it, right? Yeah, and, absolutely. And being okay with getting no or yes and not making it mean anything. Mm-hmm. Right? right. So we'll have a chance to practice all that. And then, like you said, dancing, karaoke and everything. We're really excited. Wow. Even from yeah. the first one, you it's yeah. just grown that yeah. much yeah. more. Well, Trax is a great partner, like you said. We're yes. blessed to, to be working with a venue like that. It's been a staple in the community for, for 30 years. Right. Um, and they're just so welcoming of all subculture there. Yes. They so. really are. Yes. And it's a nice place. It's clean. Yeah. I love that they have co-ed bathrooms. I mean, mm-hmm. honestly, that makes me more comfortable because usually I'm going to an event like that with my husband. Yeah. And you know us girls, we always take our girlfriends to the bathroom and, you know, is my hair okay? <laughs> yeah. <laughs> and so now I get to do that with my husband. I think it's interesting to know that a bunch of 
kink events involve no sex whatsoever. Mm, right. yeah. A majority of the kink events involve no sex. Yeah. And so that's one of those things that I feel like is a misconception from people that don't know what to expect when they go to a kink event. Um, they're, you know, it's more about anything from shibari and rope play and impact play. And it can, it can be between two partners that never have sex. Mm-hmm. And so it's a very distinct community. And I agree that it's, it's great that we have finally, not that we don't enjoy going to our kink events. Mm-hmm. <laughs> um, I but, go to them all. Yes. <laughs> yeah. I love them all. Um, but we, we also enjoy that this was really directed towards anybody that was ethically interested in ethically non-monogamous relationships. Yeah. And I love how like you had like the whole question and answer thing, you know, and mm-hmm. you know, the, the icebreakers and stuff like that, because a lot of people didn't know, like, you know, a lot of, we met a lot of like first timers there, yeah, you know, and they didn't know where to go at all. Or like, how do you even approach somebody or yeah. talk to them or just, you know, say hi. Right. Yeah, I think you're pretty. Yeah. <laughs> it's, that's the hardest thing for some people. And they get to practice that in these consent icebreaker exercises. Because you're basically put in a circle. One person facing out, one person facing in. It's kind of, you know, two circles in and out. And then you'll musical chairs around. Mm-hmm. Whoever you stop in front of, you get to ask them something. Mm-hmm. Um, but you both are in the same position, right? You both have to kind of ask somebody that you don't know something awkward mm-hmm. and deal with whatever right. happens. But it's great practice, right? You can laugh Is about it? it. And and then when you go out and actually do talk, you may meet some people there that you just end up spending the rest of the night with, right? Mm-hmm. Or you may go out and, and then be more comfortable talking to other people um, because you have that experience. So, But, but at least you have those icebreakers yeah. like from here, you know? Yeah. We- no, we really, we really want to make this different than anything else in Denver. In Colorado, I mean, our other our other Good mission stuff. is to unite all the ethical non-monogamy communities here in Colorado. So we want to reach everybody. If there's anybody listening to the podcast who wants to be involved with an event like this, we'd love to talk to you. We can't possibly know or reach everybody without mm-hmm. the community support. Oh, and ultimately, this is, a, this is a community event. So. And that doesn't need to just be here locally in Colorado. You've talked about doing these events in other places. And yeah. at the moment, you already do travel events. Yeah, so this for as far as this uh, share ball goes, um, we're going to try it in Denver here through the year. We definitely we've had some interest, and I don't want to name anyone, but you know mm-hmm. we definitely have had some interest in bringing this national, and would love to. But we we really want to focus on Denver first. Right. We don't want to mm-hmm. try to grow too quickly. We have a great thing here, and we want to focus our attention on this and make it amazing. And then using that blueprint, we can kind of grow it nationally. That yeah, and Denver has a really good you know background yeah. in all this stuff. Yeah, we know? really do. We have an incredible community here, very supportive. Um, a lot of ethical non-monogamy here, too, or people who are curious about that. Mm-hmm. Right. Absolutely. Yeah, so monogamish, Vera, if you Right? <laughs> so, Vera, how are you involved? Oh, well, I'm just the cheerleader. I am. Oh, yeah. yeah. There you That's go. That's exactly she, what I was saying She understates her role um, um, well, big time. It's but. funny because I'm, I'm, I'm working three days a week, and yeah. the rest of the time I'm just hanging out in the sofa, someplace naked, and I overhear <laughs> Santa's conversations with everybody else, and then at the end of the day, I'll say, hey, sweetie, I have this idea, and okay. then I'll, I'll like, let him know, and then he'll talk to his team, and there sometimes happen to be good ideas. You have a lot of great ideas. Get out of here. You undersell yeah. yourself so much. <laughs> you know what? Uh, I'm just so, hanging on the couch naked. Yeah. <laughs> right? Throw lob home run ideas at Sante all day yeah. So I, got a, I don't know if you remember this, but last time you came in, you talked a little bit about play love. Um, and she was, you were sharing that she yeah. helped with a lot of the ideas with that too. She did. And she was kind of salty about the logo. 
Do you yeah. remember that? Oh, I do remember that. Yeah. yeah, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. And so, so did she help? <coughs> did you get to help with the logo? So not, not with the logo, but with the flyer. Mm-hmm. Um, I thought about the bed. Okay. Oh, yeah. And people laying together and sharing. Yeah. And then obviously he has great people to create this. Right. I just think of hey, people in bed with a flag. And they create, and because we're in tracks, like some of the people are. Why don't you pull up the poster? Mm-hmm. It's a little bit bigger. Yeah. Oh, well, the people aren't on the poster, so you won't be able oh, to yeah, see yeah, it. Oh, yeah. yeah. So that's part of it. Oh, the idea is dang. to show, uh, yeah, <laughs> diversity and, you know, people having a good time in bed together, obviously. Right. Mm-hmm. <laughs> but just to be clear, Share is not a play event. Yeah, it plays available if you want it. We have a hotel partnership across the street with the Catbird. Um, okay. And a lot of folks who are on Cassidy and other sites booked rooms there. Cassidy sponsored a suite there. So if that's what you're looking for, it's absolutely available. Right. But if you're not looking for play, um, if you're just looking to make connections or learn more about ethical monogamy or dance or right, that's really yeah, the that's right. The selling point of this event is it's not at a play club. Right. And a lot of ENM events um, are at, mm-hmm. at play clubs um, or not takeovers where you can get all these different elements um, in one in one event. Okay. Yeah. A selling point too for me was that everybody showed up very similar to a lot of ethical non-monogamy events um, that we've gone to in what they wanted. So even though it's called a ball, there was people in long dresses, short dresses, lingerie type outfits. Um, There was even a goth ball going on next door. So some of those people would come in through as well. We had folks going from one to the other back Mm -hmm. and forth. Even though we we had separate tickets, some people bought tickets to both events. Yeah, because it's it's all about expression. (laughs) How you feel sexy and how you want to attract your sexiness. Exactly. It's all about expression. Exactly. Mm -hmm. And that's one of the best parts of the lifestyle and all of these events is being able to express yourself and show up however you want. I mean, we always joke around that, you know, Mr. Fullwood only has two two wardrobes. This one. <laughs> oh, yeah. His, his Ken outfit. Ken outfit. Business in the front, party in the rear. Right. Yes, <laughs> you know it. <laughs> or during the wintertime, his three-piece suit. You look yeah. very <laughs> handsome always. Oh, thank you. Uh, I thank you. And so no matter what season it is, he can fit right in. Yeah, <laughs> right. I try to. I try to. Get in where you fit in. Right. <laughs> so, so, so we're yeah. going to steer this personal. So the last time you came, you guys had just gotten engaged. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And you had decided to stay monogamous. We did, yeah. So update us on, on both those things. Yeah. How was uh, the wedding? The wedding was amazing. It was over Zoom. We had almost 200 people attend. Well, we only had six people physically. Yeah. Okay. Our, our parents. But Zoom wedding. Yes. Yeah. Oh, I love interesting. it. Interesting. Oh, I love interesting. it. Interesting. So it was, I mean, it was right during the, the pandemic, the pandemic, right? Mm-hmm. Um, and so 2000, 2021, the beginning of 2021, uh, Valentine's day actually is the anniversary of my father's death. It's also my parents got married on that day and her parents just happened to be visiting from Mexico that week wow. too. So it's we like just, it's now or never. Well, I, guess, right? I guess it's happening on Valentine's yeah, day. The world was ending, right? Right. Oh, right. <laughs> oh my God. So, cool. um, we went to my parents' house in Boulder. Her parents, uh, ended up staying there for a few days. And then we scheduled a zoom wedding where pretty much everybody, you know, in our inner in circle dialed in a lot of people from Mexico, from Korea, Taiwan, Korea, Taiwan. Wow. Oh, that's awesome. Yeah. Nice. All over um, the world. And yes. I cooked, I cooked up a storm. We ate um, too much champagne. Ate way too much. Uh, you never drink too much champagne, but. Oh, uh, <laughs> <laughs> well, congratulations, yeah, yeah. you guys. Heck yeah, Thank right you. on. So what's right your on. anniversary? Is this your third year then? 
Yeah, what? it'll be three next year. Next year. Yeah. Okay. Mm-hmm. Valentine's Day. Mm-hmm. Oh, that's so awesome. So it's easy for me to remember it. You yeah. Know, yeah. Right? Can't forget it. Can't forget Valentine's <laughs> Day. Everybody's telling me about that. And, uh, oh, baby, look what I got you. <laughs> <laughs> no. <laughs> that's awesome. Well, congratulations, you guys. I yeah. Know. Thanks. Right on. Um, so at that time, you were you were a little bit nervous, I guess, about being monogamous and what the community was going to think. Yeah. Um. How did that end up going? Uh, it went great. I mean, I think it went great for you. Yeah, I don't think business, yeah. really, people didn't care. They love us right. from who we are. Yeah. And right. We're still supporting. So it wasn't like we were judging. It was just we were building our own yeah. relationship and that trust and that communication. And we're still doing that. But it was it was really nice. We enjoyed that time and, and just, yeah, mm-hmm. it felt like a honeymoon forever. Oh, oh. Like, it was just like, oh, wow. <laughs> it was really nice. And, yeah. and I was in school, so mm-hmm. I had very little time and stress and then school finished. So then we started talking about, hey, why would you open again? Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Okay. Okay. Awesome. So when did you guys open your, up your relationship? We've, um, we've dabbled a little bit over the last three years. Um, but two years. Two years, I guess. Yeah. I don't know. But it, it was recently. Okay. Yeah. Okay. Right around Naughty New Orleans time frame. Oh, nice. Yeah. Nice. Yeah. Um, and, and we'd been talking about it for, for months, honestly, because her school was ending. And mm-hmm. You had um, even been talking about it then, like yeah. as a future thing. Yeah. yeah. Um, but I really appreciated that, you know, we talk about it on the show all the time about foundation. Yeah. And having, you know, that trust built, especially after the your ex-husband mm-hmm. and everything that you had gone through, having that trust built. And being able to feel comfortable going in together as yeah. a unit makes it much more successful, I believe. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Yeah. I, like, I can't, uh, you know, compare Sante with my ex. Sante has never lied or cheated. He always right. tells me. So it was very well, as far different. as you know, anyway. <laughs> <laughs> That's how you get in trouble, sweetie. <laughs> um, <laughs> no, we, we just needed to know what each of us wanted to each other. Because when we met, we were still getting through our previous divorces. Mm-hmm. Right. So we were like, yeah, we're both in the lifestyle. We can do this. But what we were setting up wasn't something that we were both happy. Um, and now we're starting to talk and mm-hmm. figure it. And we're still figuring out. Um, if what we're looking and what we're getting is what we like. Right. Okay. Okay. Mm-hmm. Oh, that's so awesome. Oh. Well, you're glowing, so you <laughs> must be happy. <laughs> right? Uh-huh. uh-huh. It's about the vodka. <laughs> no, it's been great. We did it right. Um, I think there's too much stigma, I guess is the word, where people feel like they have to. And I mean, I, I had it too. We talked about it on the last show, mm-hmm. obviously. Where people feel like they have to play, they're going to be in this community, or right. they have to be non-monogamous, or they have to be woke and and deal with jealousy the right way. Like there's this expectation, people put the expectation on themselves to be a certain way. Right. Mm-hmm. Um, and we do it everywhere in life too, right? But we definitely do it in this community. Oh, and I for think sure. You can be. It's fluid. That's one thing that from tw- almost 20 years of doing this, I've gone through a lot of different phases. I know Vera has too. She's been exploring her sexuality for a while now. Um, and, and still it was logging great being it. monogamous. We love being monogamous. Oh. Well, I, I lost it in the fire. Yeah. 
Oh no, your logbook. Do you so, remember oh what number you were God. on? I did. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> so I, I actually texted previous friends. I'm like, do you remember you, which number were you? Because I, 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 I know you were, but I don't know which number. Are you trying to day. recreate your sex journal? <laughs> trying, yes. Oh, I love it. <laughs> so I'm like, reaching out. <laughs> I reach out to 27 and 14, and I have like a gap around there. And, and, and new one is 30. Yeah. And, <laughs> <laughs> That's incredibly admirable, actually. <laughs> I love it. I, I love like 30. It. That was like 1992 for me or something. Yeah. <laughs> oh, my gosh. And you know what's crazy? If, if we're all being honest and we're going to play the numbers game, I just barely hit double digits like last yeah. year. Mm. 10. That's great. Oh, right? wow. And so that's the thing with the, the lifestyle. Yeah. It's like I heard an analogy one time that just because I cook a lot of meals doesn't mean I'm a chef. Mm-hmm. And just because you've had a lot of partners doesn't mean that you're good at mm-hmm. <laughs> Right. Mm-hmm. Right. That's, that's very right. true. It, it just doesn't work that way. And it, it, it's the same thing. Like, I've always wondered, how is a slut differentiated? Does she have multiple partners in a lot of sex? Yeah. Or does she just have one partner that she's fucking all day like a rabbit? Yeah. Mm-hmm. <laughs> or a little from column A and a little right? from column B. Right? Yeah, exactly. yeah, right? Right? And so that's the same thing with the lifestyle or with having alternative relationships. You guys can ebb and flow. There's mm-hmm. times that we've been busier in the lifestyle. There's times that we've been less busy. There's yeah. people that play once or twice or three times a year. There's people that play three times a week yeah. or every three times a day. Yeah. Mm-hmm. yeah. <laughs> There's no like. You know, there's no parameters. You get to make those. You up. get to make the rules. Yes. And one thing that sometimes I have noticed is that you can meet someone, and then over the years, you eventually landed in actually the bed. But it was the year that make you feel being friends, trust, right, that's right. all those things. Um, and that was that's really nice. I feel like it's not only, and it's fun and going just randomly going to the bed as well. Mm-hmm. But just different faces for everybody just fits well. And that's why tracks right. is really nice because you can get to know people. Yes, right. absolutely. And, you know, build that foundation. Yes, mm-hmm. yes. Actually get to know you somebody. You gotta do the dance. Yeah. Yes. Right. That's it. Uh-huh. <laughs> yeah. So besides tracks, you guys also have mm-hmm. events that you throw throughout the year. The yep. next one is... So we are uh, currently on hold with global events. We Our next one was going to be in Vegas, and unfortunately, our hotel partner decided to pull the plug on that event. Oh, by the way. Oh, uh, we do have one, yeah. So we, we have another project called By the Way. By the way? Is, uh, by, oh, oh, I love by the how way. she just threw that wait in there. Second, wait a second. Wait a second. <laughs> um, and that's going to be an event in Pittsburgh in January. Pittsburgh? Yep. So we went out there for oh, this. Uh, there's an amazing amazing swingers club in pittsburgh in oh, pittsburgh yeah. really we should go it's oh wow it's be- like we said beautiful there's like a nightclub and then the play area it's it's beautiful it's called the body shop okay no way the body shop mm-hmm. and they, they have an old car yeah. decoration okay you know men likes cars yeah. and women Aye. it's very pretty it's all about the curves it's yeah yeah so we, we already went twice and we're going through third third time in January. Yeah. Oh nice. Oh, wow. So the owners are very supportive of the buy um it's mostly by swinger lifestyle community. Okay. Okay. Uh, obviously open to everybody, but really the the goal of by the way is to provide a space for all genders to be out about their bisexuality, pansexuality. And mostly centered around it. the historic it's kinda of going away now, but it still exists in some places with the stigma of it okay for women to be bisexual but not for men right sexual in the lifestyle right um and i've always been out as a bi guy um mm-hmm. there's this group was founded on 
originally on Lifestyle Lounge, but then Cassidy took it over. Um, and they have a By the Way community with, I want to say, almost 4,000 people in it now. Wow. Um, and we took it over and started promoting it again a few months ago and have almost doubled the size of the community. Cassidy's made it a featured community again. And we started awesome. looking for clubs who are open to this concept. Um, yeah. Because we've done it in Denver at, at a club called Moonlight, which is a small play club. Here That's the Denver Freaks oh, really? Yeah, that's where the Denver Freaks do their oh, thing. Oh, nice. Yeah. Okay. So we did an event there uh, back in June, which was successful. We're going to be doing another one in November. And then we're doing this thing in Pittsburgh uh, in January. Um, do you remember the date, baby? I think it's the end of it. But it's the, it's I, the last week of January, Friday okay. or Saturday. I have to look it up um, okay. before we're done. We'll link tickets for that event as yeah, well. But yeah, definitely. Um, yeah. And we're we're looking for other... Uh, we, we brought a buy room to Naughty New Orleans in June. Um, oh, really? You know, nice. we'll How did that be go? Doing them. It went great. Yeah. Right huge, on. They had a huge space set up just for, for buy play, and we put a banner up in there. and um, So, yeah, we're really excited about this concept, too. And we've had a lot of a lot of folks really interested in that. And we nice. definitely want to do, I mean, our goal would be in the next year to do another takeover with the share community oh, um, as we continue to grow this with tracks to be able to take that on the road to somewhere like Vegas or Mexico or, you know, somewhere we've done events before. Yeah. Right on. Um, Congratulations. Yeah. Thank you. But right Denver's, I mean, Denver's our home and that's really where our focus is right now. Mm -hmm. We want to really bring this community together here, uh, all the ENM communities and, and have them share knowledge and connections and, and everything that we know is possible through this kind of thing. I love right. it. I think yeah. Denver's so diverse, you yeah. know, with everybody coming from everywhere else, you know, and yeah. they, they're just so open, yeah. you know, here, no matter what, you know, you just come however you want, you know. And, come as you are. Yeah, yeah, come as you are. And it's surprising, too, because you would think in Vegas, of all places, that they wouldn't have an issue with something like this. You would think. Right? <laughs> isn't it? You know, yeah. What happens here stays here. Isn't that their whole... Yeah, like Even I yeah. Talked years to, ago, in, huh? I talked to someone that's a trans, and they were telling me that to leave to be trans in Florida, like walking down the street, you can get in trouble. Really? What? Right wow. Yeah. The fuck? So they have to hide or, you know, get dressed inside mm. of the club. So I feel like sometimes Denver forgets about that we have a privilege. Yes. In state yes. and political. What kind yeah. of shit is that? This yeah. is 2023. Yeah. They came to Pittsburgh so that they could cross dress and, um, and be out without worrying about being arrested. It's crazy. In 2023, it, yeah, right? Right. right? 2023. It's like they're going backwards. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> God. It's and, unfortunate. And it's so, it so weird, you know, because when you hear that, you're like, damn, I thought, you know, like, Florida be open for transit. Right, and yeah. Pittsburgh would be the one that's like, <laughs> Whoa, right? yeah. you know, blue you collar they, town. They're right. just like, yeah. hey, steel hey, curtain hey, bro. Yeah. 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 No, not yeah. at all. No. You know? Very open. Interesting. Yeah, yeah. Wow. Great community. Great great community in Pittsburgh. Oh, man. Yeah. So you had uh, the Naughty in New Orleans, you said, yeah. in June. How yeah. did that go? Amazing. Yeah, the record year. Um, Congratulations again. I mean, this, again, yeah. this was not a, this is a partner event. So yeah. we, we support it and I go down and DJ. Really, we're going down mostly to have fun. Okay, um, okay. I DJ a lot and we do, you know, some stuff with our partners down there during the event. But it was a blast. Oh, man. Um, we haven't gone down to, to that one yet. Nope, not yeah. yet. Nope. Next year. It's on our list. Yep, yeah, next yeah. year it's on our list. So, yeah, next year, next year's the year. Uh -huh. We'll right. be there and, and y'all can join us then. Hell yeah. And yes. Burning Man, too. We're oh. definitely going to Burning Man next year. We're yeah. renewing our vows. Yeah. Oh, that's oh, awesome. Oh, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> it's going to be over Zoom, though, at Burning Man, so you're going to have to know I'm kidding. <laughs> 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 it's a new tradition now. <laughs> you got to do it all over Zoom. <laughs> there's... Uh, there's so many better options. <laughs> yeah. <there are. laughs> oh my gosh, that was too funny. I was what the fuck? So did you get your naughty girl necklace in New Orleans? I did. I was given to it. I was oh, dressed appropriately, awesome. so I got it. Hey. Oh. Yeah. Love it. 
Love it. Good dressed stuff. appropriately, like you were dressed or you were undressed. That's the that's the real question. That's a again a column A and B answer. It's, <laughs> it's not an either or type scenario. I don't think. <laughs> so what did you? What would you say are the biggest challenges with trying to get these events? Like if people are listening that are open to the lifestyle and that maybe yes. own venues or have hotels or yeah. you'd be surprised at the spread of people that are in the lifestyle. Yeah. Um, come from all walks of life. Yeah. Mm-hmm. And so what challenges do you face with share and that you faced with Minaj with holding these events in places? It's a great question. Um, stigma is probably the biggest thing. Mm. So and how people respond to that, whether it's a business worrying about their reputation, if they get a bad Yelp review or something around mm. a swinger party that happened there or a guest bumped into, you know, rowdy guests and then they blame it on our group. You know, mm-hmm. even though they'll have people partying in there every weekend, it could be anything. Right. Right. Just the fact that there was a lifestyle group in there sometimes will bring that backlash. Right. Sometimes it doesn't even take that. Sometimes it's uh, a call from a concerned citizen, somebody from the city. We've dealt with this in Vegas often where we've had. Even politi- in Vegas? Really? Yeah, where the, the city or the county will put political pressure on the venue to, to shut us down. Um, we were just shut down in Vegas this year Yeah, uh, with Sin City. We've been doing this for 12 years. Yeah. We had a hotel that we worked with successfully last year. No problems. Brought them great revenue. Um, we were all set, you know, um, and agreed for this year. And they'd been taking bookings and then just decided to, to pull the plug on the agreement. Really? Um, for no reason. No notice. I was going to say no, no notice. notice. No, no it was anything. actually when we were at Naughty New Orleans. Um, I was oh, DJing God. on the rooftop having a great time. And- Oh, and he texts me and then oh, calls the owner of the hotel text in Vegas texts me I need to talk to you and I said we're not going to be doing your event you got to be kidding me right um, and what can you do right Right. we can litigate we talked to our lawyer and they said go back and sue but that's not going to have the event happen yeah. Um, yeah so there's nothing we can really do for our guests in a situation like that um, we might get something from them down the road but that doesn't solve that that we just have a lot of disappointed guests in those situations. Oh yeah. So that's, I mean, that's really what it is. It's stigma. What people are afraid might happen because this community hasn't been normalized the way say LGBTQ plus has been uh, recently. Mm-hmm. Right. Um, and obviously there's still a long way to go there as well. I'm not saying everything's solved there. And but, I feel like some things, um, that's why we started participating on the freedom parade. Yeah. So, I mean, that's mm-hmm. why we have a sexual freedom parade in new Orleans to try to replicate what has worked for the the rainbow and the pride communities. Pride was huge this year. We had it at Denver oh, Pride. Yeah. I know. More corporate oh, yeah. sponsorship and more local sponsorship record than any year. And it's been kind of like that all around the nation. But the sex positive movement hasn't been normalized at that level yet. Not yet. So there's still at a least lot not of stigma. here. Yeah. At least yeah. yeah. I feel like in yeah. Europe it's it's you know uh, there's different problems. Yeah. hundred yeah. percent. Are you guys still doing the Zoom meeting? I know that that was something that you did during quarantine where you had your online meetups. Yeah. Yeah. That were worldwide. We're not, uh, we're not doing those as much anymore just because not much of a demand for them anymore. Right. Okay. People, now that, uh, the limits are down and, um, people can socialize again. Everybody oh, yeah. prefer to go out and meet in person. Oh 100%. yeah. But those were great. That was a great plan B for about a year when there was nothing going on. Right. Having that available through our site and the folks we work with rallied quickly to get something like that in place because there's, res- there was restrictions on, um, on things like Zoom where they didn't want nudity on their platform. So right. if you really? wanted something secure and <laughs> private to be able to chat or, or do freaky things, you had to go through through this platform. Interesting. Yeah. yeah. Wow, there's so many restrictions when it comes to this stuff, right? It's crazy. Right. Yeah. What do you, so what do you look for in a venue when you're trying to host something? 
Um, experience. I mean, it, it depends, really. Okay. Uh, definitely somebody who is enthusiastically excited about working with us. Okay. So an enthusiastic yes, right? Mm -hmm. It's kind of like consent culture. Yes, right. you don't absolutely. Wanna, yeah, maybe I want to sure. hook up with you. <laughs> yeah, you want to yeah. fuck yes. Maybe. You want to fuck yes. yes. Um, Trax is a fuck yes to oh, working with us. Yes, they are. So we're a fuck yes to working with them. The hotel we were working with in Vegas, we thought was a fuck yes. Apparently, they weren't. Uh -huh. um, they were a did they cite a reason? Did they give you any... <clears throat> they gave us a bullshit reason. Oh. <laughs> Okay. Uh, they they pointed to a branding clause um, and said that it was because our brand wasn't didn't fit their uh, their brand, um, but they didn't give us any specific example of how it didn't or a chance to correct the problem. Mm -hmm. They just sent us a, a cease and desist that their lawyer had written. Oh God! Um, pointing to to a branding clause, um, and then never replied when we went back to try to dispute that or because there's mm -hmm. a massive need for this. Yeah, and I I think that people need to be aware if you have you know, boutique hotels or even bigger hotels. Yeah. They, we can sell out. We can do hotel takeovers here in yeah. town and they will completely sell out. Oh yeah. The entire, mm -hmm. there will be waiting lists mm -hmm. of people hoping that somebody cancels so that they can get in. And not only that, I feel like sometimes um, they forget that we drink a lot. Yes. Mm -hmm. <laughs> we spend a lot of money. Yes. yes. We Especially do. you, baby. Huh? Especially it's, you. It's, oh, yeah. <laughs> uh, <laughs> mushrooms is my choice. But, I, but there you yeah, go. We, there you we, go. we need liberators. We need right. something to relax and like right. put our walls down and like say, hey, you're sexy. I like you. Can I get your phone number? Right. Mm -hmm. And I think honestly, the biggest issue sometimes even stems within our community and us not policing ourselves enough. Yeah. Um, because we think that, oh, this is only a couple floors that is taken over on this hotel. We can't just walk around in the lobby naked. Mm -hmm. yeah. um, mm -hmm. But sometimes if it's the whole hotel, then they have different rules and different parameters. Yeah. But you have to be very careful that no matter what event that you're going to, uh, the one thing I love about Share is that you guys send out a list to everybody that yes. buys a ticket yes. with the rules, with, you know, expectations with, you know, yeah, hammering the point of consent. Mm -hmm. yeah. um, and that's huge because every event is different. Mm -hmm. And if you're not, you know, aware of what's allowed at certain events, then, you know, it can it can hurt the community. Mm -hmm. But the I, events not be it might not be able to help be held there again. But I think like every event sort of has like, you know, the same parameters, you know, the consent thing. Some and, of them, you know, but n no, not at all. Like in terms of what you can wear and where you can be topless. Yeah, and I, where I remember you can... you're going to like the bar that we hang out before that right. we had like mm -hmm. this bar. Is, it, there's still a hotel. It's an open bar. It's a little bit of everybody. So if you have pineapples, make sure they're dressed. Yes. Kind of thing. But then at this time in this place, then you can be dressed differently. Right. So mm -hmm. having those parameters at different times and locations. Right. Yes. Mm -hmm. And so I think that that is frequently what happens, but it's not. I don't believe it's ever really intentional. I think the community as a whole, we want to be able to have these events. Yeah. We're willing to spend lots of money to go to them. It's a huge niche community. And so I think that, you know, by by running into these issues, they're leaving money on the table for yeah. sure. Mm -hmm. They look at it as the, it's not about selling out the hotel on that one night or weekend or whatever it is. They look at it as how it's going to impact their brand as a whole. So mm -hmm. we try to work with hotels who are independent. Right. We find typically big corporate brands don't work for us or we're never safe from 
maybe the hotel owner locally is okay with working with us, but the corporation as a whole doesn't know that they're doing it. Uh, and okay. so if the, if the marketing gets too good and the corporate entity gets involved, they're, <laughs> they're still going to shut the event down. Right? Uh, oh, like the world's you. biggest like, gangbang like the house. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. 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 And there's nothing, literally nothing we can do if that right. happens mm-hmm. because we're going up against a huge corporation with unlimited resources mm-hmm. and we're, you know, a small production company. Yeah. Um, so sure, we can fight it. It might take years. We might get something. We probably will get nothing and it doesn't help our guests. So it's better to just know the people we're working with are in it to win it from the start. They understand what we're about. They're in that community. The catbird that we're working with with Share is owned by the same uh, management company that owns Tracks. So, oh wow, uh, really? Yeah, yeah. Oh, okay. So we're, you know, they know exactly what we do. There's no secrets there. We're mm-hmm. not worried about them shutting us down. Right. Uh, unfortunately, at this time, it looks like a buyout of that hotel is impossible. Hopefully, in the future, that might be. But like we said, with Tracks. Um, yeah, the biggest challenge is stigma. And then the other biggest challenge we run into is community infighting, honestly. Really? <laughs> yeah. yeah. Um, wow. Just, and I really hope that our communities can take an example from the LGBTQ plus communities and learn to work better together and accept Agreed. each other, even if we don't have identical policies and procedures around everything. Mm-hmm. The fact that we're all really dealing with the same issues yeah fundamentally should unite should unite us all if we united <laughs> we, right we would normalize kink and ethical non-monogamy well and it's also the massive buying power if you united yeah. because then a crowd that would be popular at this event um will find out about this other event because you know it's a huge community yeah yep. and it's unfortunately something that we even talked about in the first episode that you guys were on with us yeah. And it's been an issue the whole time that we've been in the lifestyle. And I'm guessing the whole time that you got, you've been yeah. in the lifestyle. And it's unfortunate because we should all be supportive of each other. Mm-hmm. And, and you know, the kink community, I say, I would say is a lot of, has a lot more support within, um, you know, in, in words as well. Um, but it definitely, the swinger lifestyle too, community, right? in, in it does everywhere. happen. Mm-hmm. And it always seems worse in your community, right? <laughs> right. It's, uh, I mean, for 30 years of, of nightclub promotions, I can tell you it's everywhere and, and not even just in sex positive communities. But if we could learn to work better together, I think remarkable things would happen. <laughs> so when you throw these events, you end up hiring a lot of the staff that works them. Um, how do you go about making sure that you're hiring people that are safe and that you can trust and that because yeah. a lot of them, you know, there's been a lot of issues within the community here locally yeah. of people that were very well trusted. And then it turned out that um, there was a lot of allegations um, from multiple people and, and oh. he had been respected in this community and worked on, you know, worked for a lot of different events um, and was well known. Yeah. How do you work as a business owner, or as an event thrower and planner? Yeah. How do you make sure that the people that you're hiring for those events are safe? You can never guarantee that. Mm-hmm. Right. I mean, and I wish, I, I probably not what you want to hear or anybody wants to hear, right? No. Um, right. But you can't. You do your best. You see who they've worked with before. And at some point, you have to trust them based right. on recommendations, references. But mm-hmm. and, and a lot of, of friendship and friendships or right. you know, they work with you and you develop a, a rapport over time. We don't just put anybody in any role. We do have an interview process and we do check references and we do let people know we may run a background check. It's a more sensitive role. 
Mm-hmm. But you never know when right. you're going to run into a situation like the one you were describing. That's happened so many times to me and others that I've seen um, throughout my career, you know, 20 years of doing this. Mm-hmm. And I think what's really important is how do you respond when it happens? And That's what do you right. learn from that? And what new structures do you put in place when, when it does happen? Um, and we started working with uh, National Coalition for Sexual Freedom, NCSF. Um, they're an organization that's been around from, since the 90s that helps sex-positive organizations draft good consent policies, make smarter choices for their communities, um, figure out how to take reports if there has been a consent violation, and follow up on those thoroughly, um, how to train people to take those reports. So oh, wow. if somebody has been traumatized and doesn't feel safe necessarily coming to somebody, they can... Um, our people are trained to deal with that sort of situation or we'll have multiple people. So if they're not comfortable talking to somebody because it reminds them of a predator they had to deal with, mm-hmm. they can be somebody else on our, on our team who they might relate to more they can talk to. Or they can call the NCSF directly or, or report anonymously if they're not comfortable coming to us or to a venue we work with or something like that. Um, they've been invaluable in helping with this kind of stuff oh, and, and helping awesome. us vet. And anytime we have a question where... You know, we're not sure. We have a team of admins that we already review issues and can usually resolve um, situations. But in tough situations, we can go to them and say, I don't know what to do here. What would you do? Mm-hmm. And they'll tell us, and we pretty much follow the recommendation, the letter. Yeah, uh, that's cool. Right. Um, the other great thing is if people in the community are concerned about our decision, we can let them know. We, we have an objective agency doing this for us. Yes. Um, the biggest problem I used to run into was people thought it was me making those choices and in some cases it was mm-hmm. and that we were being playing favoritism towards people who would be reported um, because they were friends of ours you know we wouldn't take action and in some cases that was absolutely accurate um, so we had to stop doing that we had to bring in an organization that's objective third party right. right and if i know somebody i just step out of it at that point and say all right admin team y'all got this because i know this person and I, I can't take this report. Right? It's, it's like a conflict of interest. Conflict of interest. Yes, yeah. that's yeah. good. Man. You're, recru- you're recusing um, yourself. Yeah, and then ultimately, what NCSF decides if we have a difficult issue, we'll let the you know the, the folks who reported that know. If they're not comfortable with the decision, they can speak with NCSF or with us further, obviously. But we've never really got into that situation. Typically, once NCSF gets involved and makes a choice, they're very articulate about explaining it. We have great policies to back it up now, so. Mm-hmm. Just having all that in place and, mm-hmm. you know, how being prepared to respond to those issues when they happen is the most important thing. Yeah. That's so cool. Mm-hmm. Yeah. If you go to our website, it just says if you're attending this event, you agree to our consent policy. And if you click the link, it takes takes you right to the policy that they helped us draft. Oh, that's so cool. Yeah. Wow. And I think as a community, too, we need to police ourselves. And yeah. I've said this multiple times before. Um, even if you hire the best security even if you have, you know, uh, massive margins of, of security versus, you know, attendees, there's not, they can't be eyes on everything at, at, all at once. Mm-hmm. And so if you see something that's not okay, you say something, yeah. even if you're Speak not up. a party involved in that. Yeah, I feel like we have a good community that if we see someone else having issues, not saying the word no, but you see that it's uncomfortable, there's always like somebody else that will come in and say, hey, Absolutely. Are you okay? Do you need to come out? Mm-hmm. Because sometimes people don't say, and then it's just, I have seen that before. Sometimes because I'm working in right. the backstage and I can just see how people react. And oh, if I'm going to be clear, vanilla events that I've gone to or like regular, you know, nightclubs that are just 
21 and up and yeah. anybody can get in there and it's not a sex club are far more um scary s- scary <laughs> they break the rules there there's far more issues i can tell yeah. you every time i've gone to one of those clubs i've had issues with consent or somebody just grabbing me or groping me yep. or trying to kiss me or do stuff that's that would not be allowed whatsoever at any yeah. of the events that we attend. I, last time we went to Red Rocks concert, somebody just came and grabbed my ass. And right. I was like, that never really? happens. And I'm naked or right. like very little mm-hmm. clothing, lingerie, and that right. doesn't happen in their community. Right. I know. We always feel like way more safe and comfortable when it when it has like the, the sex positive communities. A hundred percent. A hundred percent. Because, you know, there's already that established consent and I'm sure that, you know, if they've broken those consent rules, they're not going to be allowed to the next event. Oh, yeah. So you lose out on that. You know, we already have very few options. So Mm -hmm. most people aren't wanting to break these consent. Close that door and close that door. Mm -hmm. Exactly. I'm pulling something up on my phone here. Not because I was uh, not wanting to pay attention, but we're actually doing this fits right into the stigma conversation that we were having earlier Mm -hmm. because there is a stigma that. People who are sex positive are are freaky or doing this unsafely or we're breaking consent. It's right. actually the opposite. Like you said, That's a right. lot of times in the, I want to call it the vanilla community, but, you know, the non-ENM community, um, people in our community are a lot safer with sex. A hundred percent. And mm-hmm. a lot more in tune with consent than than most communities. Right. We wow. get tested way more often. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Um, condoms are used a majority of the time yeah. and when they're not it's it's already been an open book it's established and even at the share event yeah. um, one of the things that i liked is the arrow society was there mm-hmm. yeah. and they had symbols that they would write on your hand with just a marker as you went in where you could let people know you know some of your consent things right off the bat by them just looking at your hand right mm-hmm. right, right. Mm-hmm. and so there was some really interesting things that happened at the share event that you yeah know, it's why we've decided to sponsor you guys and help you guys with yeah. the next event mm-hmm. well that's our big thing in september is stick it to stigma um we have a whole campaign around we're just going to be putting a lot of information out there over the whole month of september leading up to the next event where uh there's stigma around certain things like um I mean, I'm just going to read some of these. Yes. Sex absolutely. positivity is not that uncommon. Uh, one in five people have been or are involved in an open relationship. That's the same portion wow. of the population that has a cat as a pet. <laughs> <laughs> and then we have Drew, who does both. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Enhanced communication and trust. People in open relationships often have more trust between partners. Boy, don't we know that. Mm-hmm. Yes. Right? Um, so, I mean, there's you just all to. sorts of these, we're, these little tidbits we're going to be releasing on. Facebook, Instagram, kind of through our social shares and stuff over the next month to try to... X2 and Twitter. You know, right. right. <laughs> yeah, yeah. I, we listen. X. X. Elon X. X. <laughs> well, we have to go where we're welcome. Yeah. And that's why yeah. I recommend that platform because you can't post half the stuff on, you know, Facebook or Instagram or even Snapchat YouTube. or TikTok that yeah. you, or YouTube that you can on Twitter. It's truly free speech. And so you're not going to get you know, shadow banned for, uh, you know, having a, a topless person right. or, you know, even we saw a shadow of a nipple country. there. Right. <laughs> right. Mm-hmm. That's well, against our community guidelines. You're out here. As well as cheerleading, I kind of help Santa's own fed life because I like to be in fed life. So I do yes. kind of advertise and I put the vents there and I'm like, she is our fed life person. So it's not, you're helping. I, I like that platform a lot. Yeah. yeah. So you're um, the, it is a great compatibility. Why do you like it so much? Because we're... I love uh, kinks. Uh, there you go. I do too. Uh, and I'll, sometimes I'll just scroll through and I'm like, 
holy shit yeah you get, i did not realize so awesome oh my God, like, yeah, i i learn i get thirsty right? i i make i feel empowered i yeah i want to explore more yeah. yes mm-hmm. i want to mm-hmm. share right mm-hmm. so yeah <laughs> get it baby <laughs> you know there's a lot more i would almost say there's i would venture to say there's more kinky people than eth- ethically non-monogamous people mm-hmm. yeah and so that kink community is is very underground even more yeah. so than enm yeah. However, it's I bet you ten times larger. Oh yeah, than E and M because there's a lot of married people that do some really kinky shit. <laughs> I'm looking at one. <laughs> <laughs> I think it's been normalized more too through like the Shades of Grey and things yes. that may not be the yeah. best examples of kink and consent, but that have made kink accessible to um, to vanilla folks mm-hmm. right. over the last ten years. And I really hope that with E and M we see the same thing, some kind of shift. Mm-hmm. It's funny because as as a segment of monogamish, one time we filmed um, some reviews on Sex Love. Have you guys seen that show? Sex Life. Sex, Sex Life. Life. Sorry. Oh yeah, yeah, Sex yeah. Sex Life. Yeah. And by the end, we realized that there are no good examples. There were none. <laughs> of eth- ethically non with each other. Right. Like they're always horrible examples of people yeah. in the lifestyle. That are or they make them out to be perverts or, or something. Yes. The drama is mm-hmm. just great, isn't it? Right? Yeah. Mm-hmm. It, it's like, no, a lot of these people have Spence the- Suspense is horrible. <laughs> I know. I hope it lasts. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, I guess that's why ENM doesn't really make good for good movies, because we all know how to mitigate drama better than yeah. anything mm-hmm. else. Mm-hmm. But know? I would say we're not perfect. You still no. see, You still see yeah. infidelity. You still see lying. You still, you know, there's still a lot of people that have tried to use this as a band-aid to fix issues in their relationship and weren't coming at it the right way. Yeah. Which is why we appreciate that even though you guys had met in the lifestyle originally, when you came back, you decided like, we want to have that good foundation. Mm -hmm. And, and I'm sure it's also just that fun part. Like I feel very lucky that 13 years later, I still feel like we're on our honeymoon Mm -hmm. and, and we're still doing shit that I never thought I would, I would even do with anybody that I didn't even know existed. (laughs) It happens sometimes. Recently, I went to a date and when I come back, I was like, I miss you so much. I love you. I respect you. Yeah. Um, Everything about you I love. And it's Mm -hmm. just sometimes a reminder of like, you had a great time. You had fun. Oh, Mm -hmm. for sure. But it's always nice to go back home and like, this right. is what I chose. Yeah. Right. Yes. I yes. love it when she comes off dates and comes home and is like, I missed you, baby. What's <laughs> <laughs> that sex right now? <laughs> <laughs> well, there's like the, the horny part because you're going to have new sex or different sex, different dick. And then they're part of like, thank, thank you for letting me experience this. And it's like, there's so many levels of, of happy. A hundred percent. So you guys never even told us like, how did you set up your parameters? Do you guys play separately? Does, do you have a don't ask, don't tell? Do you share every detail? Yes, I, like I want to know all these details. <laughs> we're figuring it out, honestly. We're um, still like... Yeah, and it, it evolves yeah. every time we have an experience. We just communicate. Okay. Yeah, we're like dabbling in a, a yeah. couple of areas, but yeah, okay. we're still communicating and, and moving back and forward. Uh-huh. Okay. Kind of like, yeah. That's yeah, awesome. Because, you know, it's definitely going to go ebb and flow. Yeah. You know, it's like, oh, sometimes oh, I don't like that right now, but we'll, we'll try this over here. Right. I mean, some basic ground rules. I mean, we use condoms. Um, I have, have a list for that, too. Yeah. I mean, we don't have to go into the whole list, but it's it's basic, you know, protect the relationship kind of stuff. Right. Yes. Yeah. Um, we both have veto power if we want it at some point. Um, and it's really just designed for us not to have 
our personal issues fester and then be out exploring until mm-hmm. we figured this stuff out maybe down the road you know, it won't matter mm-hmm. but this is still new for us in this this phase of our relationship we weren't really committed this way the last time we were being open we were dating and we were in love there was no question but there was still kind of a free-for-all it's all about me i haven't finished exploring i know for me and i know for you you weren't really doing a lot of the stuff you wanted to do with me um you're kind of doing it on your own um so just having that new foundation of trust communication which is everything right right has made a difference because well we've both gotten triggered since opening up again i believe we're able to to talk about it and reassure each other whatever we need and and then move forward that's amazing and that's so good to hear yeah you know because a lot of people they get triggered and you know Things can go sideways. Or try to pretend they're not triggered, right? It's, right. Which I've, we've all done, right? Right. Oh, yeah. i got to be a guru. But it's, oh, no. Whatever they're, they're pretending and not say anything. <laughs> yeah. Just oh, by I'm hearing the breathing, I was like, I'm like, what's wrong, sweetie? Like, well, let me tell you. <laughs> exactly. <laughs> oh, I got to do that to Trish all the time. I usually when I'm in a really horrible mood. I'm... <sighs> She's like, what? What's, what's, well, not like what. Like, yeah, you're you're annoying me, but like, what's going on? Like, well, tell me. If I have to tell you, we know that's a problem, baby. Yeah, like, yep. like you should read my mind at this point. Guys, you know everything. You know my triggers now. Come on. Oh my gosh. <laughs> so funny well I'm so happy for you guys thank uh, you for thank coming you. Yeah. thank you for updating us yeah. thank you for sharing both the personal updates and everything with Share. again yeah. tracks yeah the September 29th September 29th mm-hmm. we'll see you all there yep. absolutely all your, your, your usual table right? <laughs> 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 we also do a podcast from there that would be fun oh, that would be my fun God. Oh, God. Oh, my set you up yes yeah. absolutely that yeah. would be fun son of a bitch yeah, <laughs> sounds so much fun. Yeah, I mean they do have that that pink little fuzzy area. Mm-hmm. You could interview guests there from yeah. the club who want to be interviewed. That oh. would be amazing. I'd love yeah. to do that. Oh, that's sexy. Well, we'll talk offline about that. Absolutely. We're interested. We can definitely set that up for you. Good well, thank stuff. You. Yeah, 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 thank you. All right, it's just oh, oh, oh shit. We're so happy to be back. We're we back. have so much new stuff going on. We're going to be launching a store soon. We have merch coming out. We have sponsorships. Um, there's a lot of different places that we're working with and affiliates. So make sure you check our links below. Mm-hmm. And then make sure you head over to Twitter at oh, yeah. monogamish-pod. Oh, yeah. I'm sorry, at monogamish with a dash and then pod. Okay. Um, like us on Twitter, Instagram, Instagram, Facebook, YouTube, you know, all TikTok, the places, TikTok, TikTok. All, the, all the good places <laughs> and fit life. And thank you guys for being such. <laughs> absolutely. <laughs> Thanks for being such yes. great fans. You guys, we really, you know, we've heard from so Dude, many of you guys. Um, that's why we came back. Missed us. And mm-hmm. we're so happy to be back. So Literally. we love you. Bye. Bye.